0: So how was the weekend?
1: Uh, It was good, man. It was so opening weekend here in Michigan for training season. Um, Our training season started on Friday. Unfortunately, I had to slave away to the man. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so my first day was Saturday. Uh, We had a great run. Um, The bear cooperated for the most part. We got a couple good road crossings in um nothing it wasn't anything too crazy uh we put a lot of miles on them they got young dogs rotated in they all got to look at the bear nice and uh it was yeah it was it was honestly it was a good run right until the end <laughs> <laughs> that's the best <laughs> yeah and uh you know of course dogs are fat and out of shape they haven't done much since winter um so we did we had a little swimming we did this summer, but. uh yeah, so right at the end, we had dogs falling out, and we had a couple young dogs decided they wanted to go grab a porcupine. Ooh, that's fun. So we had that. Yeah, I had that to contend with. Um, but uh, the two dogs that were left stuck on the bear, they had him bait up on the other side of this beaver pond. And uh, it's landlocked on the one side. It's all federal land, but in order to get it, you got to cross the beaver pond. Oh. And so... Uh, yeah so i thought it was gonna be a pretty slick little we're just gonna skate across it and it wound up we've been in just a real bad dry spell um and was just swimming muck it was like swimming through a chocolate milkshake to get over to the dogs (laughs) oh yeah it was good it was good and uh yeah so we got over there and uh got the remaining two pulled off and uh then had to navigate our way back across the muck through the trench i had muck. oh my gosh man we had it wrapped around us everywhere we went and found the nearest creek
0: and jumped in just to clean off <laughs> Isn't that black nasty just silty yeah dirt? yeah that's the worst yeah exactly. it had like
1: yep exactly there was only like 10 inches of clear water on top of it too and then it was just Ble- deep no bottom yeah yeah, the the joys of the crap that we have here in Michigan. You know, we have so many waterways, and it's
0: just that is gross. crazy out there, like <laughs> Michigan, Wisconsin, all of that. the The water, I mean, we don't contend with that here. We got rivers and creeks, and you know, stuff like that. But not the bogs and the marshes. I mean, very rarely do you get into that. That's that would not be fun, especially because your boot is no. sure gonna get stuck at some point, and you're gonna pull out a barefoot. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, when it's hot out, of course. I mean, I
1: just go out in shorts and tennis shoes. I go to Walmart and buy the highest end pair of tennis shoes they offer. There <laughs> that's you go. what I wear in the summertime. But uh yeah, I mean the rest of the year, man. Yeah, that's that's what you're fighting. And uh it's it 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 is nasty. It is there's no doubt about it. I mean when the swamps are wet, everything's wet, you just you plan on just being wet, <laughs> right? <laughs> it know? kind of goes with the territory.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. How many young uh, dogs are you guys running this year?
1: Oh my gosh! Between like my the group of guys I hunt with, holy smokes, we got. Well there's a, we got a pile of them, man. I think there's probably six or eight that are not even year old dogs, and so they're just getting thrown in when they can, you know sure. what I mean? And uh um so yeah, there there's quite a few. Then I've got half of I mean I kinda I got about half of my pack right now is under two. So I got that's some honest. good young dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It is. They're honest to goodness. So I got two right now that are really rocking that are just two year old dogs, man. And they're they're about as dependable as they come. So that's a that's really nice. nice
0: thing to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the future is bright anyway, so with them. Well,
0: because you guys uh, out there, you're limited on the number of dogs you can have down, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So during training season, we can only have eight dogs down on, at a time on a bear. Total, like per guy or total? total? Don't, that's total. That's for the whole hunts. So like, with, it's something that we always got to be mindful of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll, um, we try to, you know, like we've got a fairly decent group and like, the beginning of the training season there's there's more guys that can kind of come along i mean we're super easy group, going groups so we let all the, the stragglers come along with us sure. but they'll they'll fall out you know what i mean as as it goes on and uh but uh, we'll split off into smaller groups you know so you can get everybody can get more of their own dogs run. and sure um just that's hard just though keep it going
0: for young dogs i mean really if you're having oh, to man. relay them i mean i would assume if you're getting the road crossings that's got to be nice just kick a young dog out in front and snag one and relay them yep
1: yep yeah that's it exactly man like we uh fortunately here it's so like i live in kind of like the northwestern lower peninsula and uh we hunt we run on all federal land it's like it's actually right behind my house and uh um there's a lot of good roads in there a lot of good roads we get we can hit a lot of road crossings nice. and uh it's it's super helpful for getting experience on the young dogs you know um whereas like where we have our camps at it's on the west side of the up and uh, that's where we go out for like our kill season and stuff mm-hmm. and uh that up there that's huge blocks yeah with nothing <laughs> in what you put in from the start is what's there yeah <laughs> at the end
0: you know there's there's not a chance for relays no you how long do you guys have to get them tuned in, like, training season-wise before season opens? Um. So, yes, yeah, so we start July 8th. We've got until, like, middle of September, basically.
1: So, we've mm. got a couple good months. It's a pretty good training season. You no, know, it honestly is, man. Like, uh, that's one thing. It, it's, you know, it's my favorite part of the year. It's summertime training season because it's so long. We can run every
0: day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <You laughs> no, I mean, it, it's awesome. Well, man, I should probably introduce you real quick, actually, as we're getting into this, (laughs) because we've been trying to set this up for what three weeks now, probably, and you've been busy, and yeah, you promised. You said just hold off, and I'll get us some good train wreck stories (laughs) from training season. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah.
1: yeah, I'm I'm good for those.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got Elijah Keller here with me, houndsman extraordinaire. And part of the <laughs> Michigan Bear Hunters as well, right? Yep, yep, exactly. And yeah, you, vice you hold the board position, right? Yeah. Vice yeah,
1: yeah, I'm vice president. Yep.
0: How'd you get that? So, uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I got on the board and it just kind of the way it worked out i guess i mean i suppose i'm a, a likable person so <laughs> usually it's cuz
0: you don't show up to a meeting that's when it usually happens right
1: R- right exactly yeah no they
0: asked me if i'd if i'd like to run for it and
1: i of course obliged you know i mean that's i think it's it's part of like this mindset that we have here in michigan too um, but i mean just being that dedication to knowing that We've got to volunteer. We've got to be there um,
0: in order to keep doing this. And so, yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to skip an opportunity. No, that's awesome. But, and that's what it's going to take is people getting involved, you know, because it, you can only you can only do it so long. You know, I mean, we need fresh faces and people involved. And I know you guys do a ton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we really try to stay active. You know what I mean? Like, so in Michigan, we've got three major hound hunting organizations. So there's Austin the Michigan Bear Hunters Association. Then we have the UP Bear Houndsman Association, then the Michigan Hunting Dog Federation. And the three of us really, we come together, we work as one. We try to be one voice to give ourselves as much power and political clout as we can. Yeah, and uh it's it's so pivotal i mean especially michigan's a referendum state man
0: Ooh. we're
1: in that steady barrage you know and i know we said we talked about this stuff afterwards or a little later on but it just oh it, no it becomes so easy
0: yeah it does <laughs> and you've got some some people back there that are doing an awesome job i mean as far as boots oh. on the ground and we've done podcasts with mike thorman you know a ways back and you know, he's up there yep. fighting the battle all the time. It seems like he's always on the move and and being aggressive with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, we – people take everything that he's done for granted, but honest to goodness, like, we wouldn't be in the position that we are right now if it wasn't for Mike Thorman. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's been a true mentor to me and uh, what he has given for this sport for – our ability to free cast a dog in the state of Michigan, um, it's just
0: incredible. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, people take it for granted in places that, you know, they don't have to contend with that as bad. But it seems like you guys back there are always, I mean, we're all under attack. But it seems like they are just trying to chip away and chip away and chip away, you know, with breeding regulations and kennel regulations. They're, they're taking that back door every chance they can and you guys yeah. are lucky you yeah, all work together. I mean, that's the nice thing is all the organizations out there work together.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it, it absolutely is. And I mean, and that's that's been the key to our, our success is that we all do work together. And then we've gotten to because of Mike Thorman and our all of our relationships we've built such strong relationships with legislators that we have in to where these guys have got our backs. Yeah. And they're giving us the heads up when they smell something funky coming along. And uh, it's, it, I mean, it, it's gone so far. It's incredible.
0: That's nice. It's nice when they're yeah. in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you just got to keep fostering those relationships. Exactly. You know? Yeah, we're constant PR. That's what I tell everybody. You know, we are PR every minute of our life for what we do we we've got yeah. to do it so were you involved in the michigan bear hunters pretty much from the start or have you been like what was your background in dogs prior to getting involved
1: um, yeah so i i mean I, it's been i don't know probably last eight or ten years i've been uh with michigan or been involved with michigan bear hunters but um so my bat history and dogs uh I grew up. We we coon hunted. Um, that was primarily our, our big thing. Was coon hunting, and uh, and we ran. We had some running dogs, ran coyotes in the winter, and uh, then we had some coyote dogs, and with some of our coon dogs, and we started running some cats. And uh, my great uncle, who was kind of, he was like my hunting mentor uh, as far as dog hunting goes. Um, he always had rabbit dogs and stuff like that too, and uh, and he really he really laid the groundwork for me to take it to the next level and, uh, and then of course I had a dad who just encouraged the hell out of it I mean he wanted me out there doing it every uh, every chance I could and, and he went when he could I mean he was always you know just busy working sure. you know and um, but yeah and it just kind of kept evolving to the point where well, um, like once I could drive I was like you know I'm I'm gonna start running bears. There you go. That <laughs> was kind of the next the next step in the evolution. And uh yeah, it once uh, once I saw that first bear in front of my
0: dogs, it was over. Isn't it funny how <laughs> that works though. I was just recording one yeah. the other night with a guy, and we were talking about there's something about it that you just can't get out of your blood. I mean, I miss bear hunting mm-hmm. a lot, and I never even got to do a bunch of it. When I knew anything, I mean, I had dogs and I was hunting with people, but I didn't know what I was doing. Like to be able to go back now would be just awesome because there's something about bear hunting. that just, it gets me going. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, man. There's nothing like it. And
1: I can't imagine being the shoes that you're in. I mean, having to wear... I mean, you were committed to it, and it was your lifestyle, and to have that wiped away from you, man, that's... Oh,
0: it was crazy. That's, uh, that's got to leave a bad taste. Yeah, it does, man, but it's the same deal when you leave it in the hands of the voters. It's tough, you know, and overturning yeah. it, it's been, you know, there's been attempts or, you know, polling right. and... But, man, it's just it hasn't been in the cards yet. So you just got to keep going and keep supporting and, you know, doing like what you're doing now. And hopefully we can all band together and and make some changes now that we got some wins across the country. You know, there's been some good wins.
1: There's been some huge wins,
0: and it's it's super encouraging to,
1: to see. I mean, especially in the political climate that we're in yeah you know I mean to see these these wins for hound hunting it's been awesome you know it, it definitely gives you hope that there is a little bit of future that we're not that we're not the last generation kind of so to speak yeah, right you know
0: well and you're a bear hunter I mean you know how it is there's like a whole brotherhood there I mean just like the coon guys like we all have our own little cults within our group but it's like that is a good group of guys and it's It's one of those things like, yeah, the dog work, it gets you going, the bear gets you going. But the the type of people you go to bear camp with, I mean, it's it's a different different atmosphere. It's something you (laughs) can't explain to someone.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's what I tell everybody. You know, like I can sit here and I can try as eloquently as possible to talk about and describe a bear hunt to somebody and do you know, describe the fun and, and everything that goes along with bear camp, but until somebody actually experiences it, man, right? they just don't, you can't fully wrap your mind around it. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's awesome. And, and like you said, I mean, it's a small community. Like I always joke around, like when I talk to people, it's like, hell, I mean, as bear hunters, we're only removed by one person, right? Like everybody, (laughs) it seems like across the country, like you're like, Oh, well, I know so and so. I know so and so. You know, yeah. you're like, oh no kidding. Yeah, that's the truth.
0: <laughs> so that was kind of the beginning of the end, then, huh? Driver's license, go chase some yeah. bears, and then you just neck deep in it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it was, man. That was that was pretty much it. It uh it just kind of overtook me. I mean, I had a little bit of a hiatus. I played some college football and um, so that kind of put a damper on it a little bit, but as soon as, see that. as soon as that was over, man, it was on, Where'd you it play? was game on. I played a little D3 school here in Michigan, all that college. Right on. So,
0: so what'd you yeah. do with the dogs yeah. at that point then? We're not going to skip over it because I think that's something I know. Like <laughs> even talking with Clay Newcomb, you know, he got rid of dogs there for a while when he was a kid and going to school. And I've talked with a lot of people that that's what they do. I mean, they grow up in it but then they got to go out and kind of forge their own way. How did you deal with that? Did you stay involved at all? Very minimally. I mean, uh,
1: I had, yeah, I mean, one, maybe I think, I'm trying to think. I might've had two dogs at home and I mean, and I wasn't doing any service by them, you know, and I I just couldn't. And uh, so I wound up giving them away and, uh, and, so I more or less like I still would come back, come home, and I'd hunt, you know, and, and do what I could. But it wasn't just not for a active. couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wasn't active. And then uh, once I got out of college, and uh, I kind of, I mean, I've owned like growing up. I mean, any time it was like we always, I, I would take any hound that there was. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like there's an ad in the paper, somebody's getting rid of. Yeah, you know, I mean, their calls, and it was like. Go and get on over. you know what i mean right go to the pound go get a hound you know and uh and so i had pretty much every breed under the sun and i just decided when i was done with college i wanted to get a blue tick and i got a blue tick and that's pretty much where i've been ever since yeah. <laughs> so you're pretty much running all blue dogs then yeah 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 i i have all blue ticks and uh i we've got we do have one plot in the kennel but as my boy constantly reminds me too, that's not my dog. That's his dog.
0: So
1: <laughs> got him just for him. And that's, that's the reminder. <laughs> that's funny. That's
0: why I always love coming back that way. Cause like actually bl- blue ticks are a big thing. <laughs> you know, out here people, all oh, yeah. most of the time, but back there, <laughs> it was like, I was in blue tick heaven, you know, cause we were, we were running them on bear and we were showing them and you yep. know, it was hard to find anything that I really liked out here. So most of it. It either came from one person here on the West coast who I still sure. like refer people to, or it was something I was looking at bringing in from Wisconsin. Like I had shipped a bitch in from okay. a jip from Robbie and Lisa Brooks. And okay. You know, like the downings, we had some stuff that was related shirt tails to that and some rush Creek. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was just, it's a different world back there for the blue dogs. Where oh yeah, you know, and plots, but he always makes plot jokes, but <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> seems like once the guys got hooked on them, they kind of stuck with it.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's it's it's definitely got a heavy foothold, you know, here. There's no doubt. I mean, like, especially like it's like the blue tick thing, like in this particular region of the country. I mean, there's a lot of blue ticks around here. Yeah. I mean, blue. It's pretty well blue tick and plot heavy. Yep. Here in this, and and then like you go to like the northeastern lower peninsula, and you start to that's like Walker Country. You know, like we're divided. Wally world out
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) An imaginary line that just runs right there. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. What was it with the blue
0: dogs that hooked you?
1: man it i don't know like at that time
0: i think uh i'm gonna cut you off i just wanted cuz that's the answer right. i get 99% of the times like <laughs> i don't know i just always wanted one <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i think that was it man like i uh it, that was pretty much it i always wanted one i wanted something different i mean we ran a lot of black and tans that was kind of like our yeah i mean what we we owned the ha- the most of yeah um and uh yeah, I just, I just wanted it's to get just something tech. about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, once
0: I got one, yeah, like so I said, it, it hooked me. Do you so. remember what that dog was like out of like the bloodlines? Have they stayed pretty similar or are you just kind of.
1: No, that was just an old, I don't even know what it was. Just old grade dog. I mean, like all my dogs are grade dogs, but uh, um, now I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, for the, well, probably the last eight years or so, 10 years, maybe I've been pretty consistent with one line and, uh, it's just Michigan breeding, man. Um, it kind of goes back to this Ray blood and, uh, a few other bloodlines, Like they've got a little Smoky River in them, a little bit of Sebastian in them. And,
0: uh, but they're just mixed up grade dogs and, and they do pretty doggone good. Yeah. Are they just straight bear dogs now, or are you running cats with them in the winter too? No. Yep, I run cats with them in the winter. I, uh, I mean,
1: not. Don't get me wrong. Not everyone I've got is is a cat dog. I mean, they're uh, they'll run bobcats, but they're not cat dogs. Sure. I mean, and uh, I've only got two right now that I would say are are cat dogs. But wintertime for me is that's the hardest time for me to hunt. Yeah. Um, as far as getting time goes. And, uh, um, and we have like in this area, man, for whatever reason, we used to get good winters. I mean, we used to hunt off snow machines all the time. And, uh, now it's like, crap, I can go everywhere in my Tacoma.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, we just haven't been getting the snows and, uh, then with the kids and everything else, you know, in short days oh, yeah. and, not to make a bunch of excuses, but it's a heck of a lot easier to go turn loose on a bear than it is on a Bob. Oh, sure. And we got a better, we we got a better bear population.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would imagine, but that's, man, those are, are not excuses. I know I always thought the same <laughs> thing, but it's like, dude, I think it was uh, Aaron Kelly I was talking with and we were talking about like, you know, we can't do this every day. We got nine to five jobs. We got families. Don't put unrealistic expectations. Right on something that you just can't achieve. You you know, it's just, it's hard, you know, that's what I would love to go out and run during the weekends, but I can't, I got three kids at home. I got a project every, you know, scheduled out (laughs) for the next six years. So we just shifted (laughs) to run weeknights, you know, and that's just how we had to do it and stay in the game. And you just kind of make the sacrifices and, yep. you know, the snow trips, I mean, I'm kind of like you, there isn't a cat dog in that kennel, not to say they can't <laughs> catch one, but they're not cat dogs. Cause we don't, Right, I don't get the opportunity to load up and take off for two days and go snow hunt and, you know, Yeah, but I can run around here and we can bear ground and, and do all right. Yeah. So you just kind of right. take what you can you know, play the cards you're dealt. Right. I mean, that's just it. Oh, that, Yeah yeah that's it man i mean it's
1: uh yeah it's tough it's definitely tough and you just yeah just keep on like i said making sacrifices and 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 moving forward where you can
0: and and uh just keep hoping for tomorrow <laughs> well it's nice when you have dogs like that though that you can switch hit i mean that opens up a lot of opportunity do you I mean, how do they do on that changeover? Is it pretty rough for them to go back to running cats after they've been chasing garbage trucks? Or
1: Yeah, it, well, you do uh, – that's, that's absolutely the hardest changeover is uh, – it, and it's the first couple of weeks, man. Like, uh, you're really struggling trying to get them dogs to run with their nose to the ground, not running head up. Yeah. And, you know, they're overrunning everything, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and then like, I mean, for whatever reason, uh, it seems that at least a lot of the cats that I run don't tree, they bay up on the ground, yeah you know, yeah. and and then, and we get some pretty good sized Bobcats, you know, um, I and mean, we get a lot of the, that high thirties and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And, uh, um, and, you know, into the 40 pound cats, not uncommon, Jeez. especially getting a UP and, uh. But, I mean, these dogs, then, you know, they've been working bears all summer and fall. I mean, they go in there to a bait-up bobcat, and then they just want to ball up yeah. on them. <laughs> like,
0: Those are yeah. worse.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, doggone. It it takes about about by the time cat season's out at the end, <laughs> They're too- then they really start working good. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how it always works. Yeah.
0: Get them nice and tuned yeah. de- de- in. They start respecting it a little bit and then boom, right back to chasing woolies. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And and I mean, of course, like with our bobcats, like we don't get any training season, you know, to speak of like you can cause the deer season structure now in Michigan runs so doggone long. Yeah. Uh, with between the, you know, they have like late antlerless firearm season and muzzleloader seasons and all these different season dates to control the deer herd. And, Cause it's uh,
0: insane. <laughs> Your oh, yeah. deer herds okay. are crazy out there. Yeah. Yeah. We got plenty of them. <laughs> I know every year, I yeah. mean, that's the big benefit for out of state. I mean, maybe I shouldn't plug that, but I mean, the nice part about Michigan is you can come in from out of state and you get multiple deer tags and the tags are good through whichever season right i mean you if you don't fill your tag in archery season you stay in your shotgun hunt and if you don't fill it there you stay in your muzzle loader so like those years deer tags were like 99 cents for a resident doe tag or something (laughs) you know i remember my dad going back there because we have uh not as much family now, but I've got family around that Somerset center and Jerome North Adams. In fact, we still, my dad and my aunt own our family's old farmstead out of North Adams there. And he comes back still to hunt. And, uh, okay. It's crazy out there. Like deer reports on the radio. That's why you guys have such a freaking coyote and, you know, crazy predator population, small predators. Yeah. Yeah, it,
1: it absolutely is. I mean, yeah, our deer herd contributes to all that. But that's no joke. You that's know? a
0: long season. I mean, figure from beginning of the first oh. to end of the season, what do you guys think that spans?
1: Well, I mean, like, they start, like, we have, like, our youth and disabled uh, veterans firearm hunt. it usually coincides with, like, the first part of bear kill season. And then they're deer hunting right to January 1st. And You guys are just running so,
0: alongside of them, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have to like we everybody no, shuts way. it down during the re- yeah, during the regular firearm season in Michigan. I mean, because that starts November 15th and goes to December 1st, and so like the southern half of the state's shotgun or straight walled cartridge only, and then the rest of the state's all regular rifle season. And yeah, you, you don't we have, I mean, it's the Orange Army out there, like it's it's seriously, I mean. Between Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, they always boast the highest number of deer hunters in the woods. And I mean, we're they're in, we're into the millions of deer hunters that'll be out there. You don't dare deer yeah. loose <laughs> during that time, man.
0: I know that's like down here, we always hated deer season when it rolled around. We all deer hunted too, but it's like, dang it, we gotta hang the dogs up for a couple of weeks at least because you don't wanna Cause a confrontation if you can avoid it. No. I mean, we all got every right exactly. to be there, but it doesn't mean it's a fight worth fighting. Sometimes, you know, give the deer hunters yeah. a week, and everybody's happy. But yeah. the other one was they'd always pick up our damn dogs first thing in the morning. You know, as soon as light hit, and there was the first deer hunter down the road. You could figure you were making a trip to town to get a dog. You know, I gotta call <laughs> my mom. I mean, look me up on Facebook, get a hold of my mom somehow, and. Oh, they oh yeah. just Pick up dogs yeah. left and right.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We used to, when I used to coon hunt a lot that we had some same problems, you know, because we'd we'd coon hunt off times through deer season, and yeah, yeah, same same. If you were out all night, man, same issues, and they always assumed well, your dog was out running deer. It's like, oh, no, no, dog was just coming down the road. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Survey says, <laughs>
1: yeah, right
0: yeah so you guys kind of just shut her down for the general firearm season but other than that you guys are running
1: yeah yeah and so that's where i was going like the december thing like so we'll start getting decent snows to run in and and there we have our muzzleloader season which is the first nine days of december so it follows right on the shirt tails of the general firearm season And, and usually everybody gives that a break but afterwards then you can start picking and choosing on days when you can go run and um but it's just it's increasingly tough because they're you know, we have this decline of deer hunters, and so they keep adding more and more seasons and they keep throwing it into December. And so it's like your training for a bobcat man it keeps dwindling and dwindling and dwindling oh. and then bobcat season starts January first.
0: And when so does it run through it
1: just, um, different zones, different parts of the state. We have one little zone. that's only an 11 day hunt. Um, then we have wow. like the zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, we have the zone that I actually live in and that's uh month long. So it's January one, to February one. And then you go further North and through the UP, it goes January one to March 1st. So, so wow. basically a month to two months, depending on where you're at, but you got to I mean, just know your management units. Yeah,
0: and is that a draw for the residents?
1: Um, no, no, it's not a draw for the residents. Oh, um, nice. We, yeah, 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 we're we're over the counter, which is really really handy. Um, and they're actually is it just one expanding cat per year. Uh, well, for the most part, like you can technically take a second cat in the up as long as it's on private land um but yeah yeah it's kind of a loophole thing like we used to it used to be two cats used to be i'll kill one cat in the lower and then you could kill if you killed one lower you could kill two another in the up or you can kill two in the up um but uh yeah they've they've changed that since
0: but that's kind of how it is uh, here we got east and west You know, well, now it's changed. It's a statewide. So we can do five cats statewide, including the east, you know, east side where it used to be its own tag. It was either east or west. Now you can, it gives us more options. Like guys like me who live on the west, I want to be able to go and cat hunt here if I want. And if we get a nice one, be able to take it. But I don't want to just buy western tags because the better cats are over east. So now you gotcha. can do unlimited westerns, you know, as many as you want to buy a tag for, and then five statewide. So it kind of opened that up okay? So guys to travel a little more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, Yo. it works out. You know, like I say, you make right. one or two trips a year, but you catch a nice cat, you want to be able to harvest it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that's, there's no question about it. What's um, it like hunting up there in the UP? Like that's a magical place that everybody talks about. Like once you go over the bridge, it's a whole different world.
1: Oh man, it it, it really honestly is. It's uh it's big country, man. Like, especially uh coming from like this area where I mean we have uh we have a lot of federal land i mean a lot of federal land but we got good road networks and everything else and uh yeah you get up there across the bridge man and it's it's big wild roadless country and i think that's a lot of the draw of it and it it's a very game rich environment and unfortunately now it's to the point where because it's so game rich it's very wolf rich
0: yeah that's what i was gonna ask it seems like they're yeah. taking off like crazy up there
1: oh man it's 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 getting to the point where you i mean it, it it's it's beyond unsettling you know what i mean like you've really got to take a lot of things into account uh, on whether or not you're going to turn loose and it's unfortunate i mean like we yeah. we go the extra mile man to do what we can before we put dogs down. And it's, uh, it's tough. It's definitely tough. I mean, and of course, like there's no guarantees when we're on hounds, you know, that you're ever going to see them again. I mean, the moment you let that collar go, you know, man, it might be the last time you see that dog, but it's uh, with the wolves, the way they are, it, it gives you just one more thing, you know, to worry yeah, about. It's a different element. So, it is. It is, and they're just
0: damn awful wicked. <laughs> Dude. You know? Know. Yeah, they'll kind of be the buzzkill, man. And it seems like more yeah. and more hunters that I talk to, like, the wolves are not new. Like, this is not something new. We've been dealing with them for years, especially you guys out that yep. way. But, man, it just seems like it's spreading like crazy, you know? It's- yeah, they Every couple guys you talk to, somebody's got a wolf encounter, you know, or a dog got killed or something bad. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we get them. Uh, uh, so like we run baits, you know, that's what we start our bears off of most times off baits. Uh, and so we'll get them on, we get it on camera, you know, all the time, you get dog on wolves on camera, you'll see the scratches in the road and everything else. And, uh, Yeah, it's you just can't avoid the dog on things like the eastern half. The UP used to be relatively safe and now it's there. There's not a safe spot to go. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we like this winter, we're cat hunting and I could look and I could see I'm looking at a wolf track and I can look over and I can see the Mackinac Bridge and you can see the lower peninsula. And it's like, what the hell is keeping these things here? (laughs) the bridge yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it's like man alive once
0: they you know it's crazy you just can't get away from them yeah yeah eventually they'll find their way too that's the crazy thing they don't have a choice but to push down right
1: right exactly then we're gonna we're gonna be in a sorry
0: situation when they do (laughs) well and they're so big out there too i mean they are no joke that's a serious piece of killing machine right there it is man it is when you see
1: one on the ground and yeah you know I mean you see them in the woods and you're like
0: holy crap. yeah yeah I love it when people say oh I think I saw one it's like duh. if you saw something that was a wolf you're gonna know that's a wolf it's no mistaken for a coyote You know, there's such a size difference. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's there. It's crazy. And I I mean, hopefully we can get this. uh, They'll overturn that federal judge's ruling, you know, and get them off the endangered species list. Because now um, we finally got it in place in the state of Michigan to for wolf hunting and trapping to be a viable means of management. So. If they ever get off the list, we should be able to have some hunts. That'd be nice. Yeah, it would. It would. I mean, just any way. You know what I mean? Because that's, I think that's the biggest part of the problem there is now with them is, well, not the the biggest part of the problem is that there's so many of them. But it's the fact that they have zero fear of humans (laughs) or of dogs or of anything. You know, I mean, they're. They're just out there running
0: amok because
1: yeah, everybody just has a grin and bear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that definitely adds an element. I mean, when you're just out there trying to run dogs and enjoy it. But you guys probably don't have to put up with too much of that during bear season then, huh? Or is it still a real problem then? The wolves? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a major problem then too. So you got to just do it year-round. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's... You, you just can't get away from it the one thing that i will say that like during bear season and this might be just the way i perceive it too is that because you the up especially the western half up is a huge bird hunting destination too mm-hmm. and there seems to be just enough traffic enough gunshots enough people out and about in the woods that It kind of makes the wolves slightly more scarce, you know, or more reserved. That makes sense. But, uh, and again, it might just be the way I perceive it too, or or the lie I tell myself. So I
0: feel okay (laughs) turning my dogs out. So I feel better about this. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. 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 That's um, not fun, man.
1: No, no, it's not. I mean, we've, We haven't had any terribly close calls, uh, but I mean, I had one time, I thought I was walking into one that the Wolves got, and fortunately, he was just, had his ribs broke by a bear and was laid up under a brush pile, so,
0: (laughs) but he wasn't moving. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Yeah, it was a lot, it
1: was a lot better, it was a lot better, yeah, there's no question, but then I had to. Hiking back out was just over two miles and cross a river and.
0: <laughs> oh, geez.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: why don't we, um, why don't we shift gears a little bit? Cause I want to talk about the dogs. I mean, we kind of touched on yeah. You said it was like Ray breeding and smoky river, but I mean, yep. even more than that, what, what kind of dog are you looking for? Like, what are the traits to you that stick out? And it's something that you're going to keep feeding
1: Man, I, I mean, I think like every guy that runs bears, uh, heart and drive is like the number one thing, man. That is that is what I want hands down over anything. You got a dog that's got just that bottom end drive. Um, that's what I'm really after. That's what I breed for. That's what I look for when I buy pups, you know, is dogs coming out of that kind of that type of dog.
0: Um, just stay put But tough uh, dogs
1: yeah exactly and i'm not as crazy about a super super cold nose dog um i would say i guess if anything i kind of like more of a medium nose you know i mean we because of our ability to run up through for kill season run off baits and because we can't bait pretty much during most of our training season here uh, we start baiting like into the second or so week of august is when we can usually start baiting um but so around me again i mean we we got enough of a road network that we can generally find a bear track that's only at you know at the most you're looking at a 10 hour old track yeah and uh yeah. you know i mean so i don't need i don't need that dog that can run a two-day-old track i guess is what i'm saying you sure, know run so i would rather catch. have one I'd rather have a dog that's going to run a track I can catch. And if, if it, you know what I mean? They're not going to struggle on the old ones. Um, and I like, I like to see a dog, of course, that runs head up, you know, I mean, they got to be running to catch and, uh, and cold trailing. I mean, if you can get one that's, yeah, you know I mean, that can, cold, has the ability to cold trail a bit head up too, that's even better. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, of course, a dog that's going to drift a bit and run the downwind side and, and that, you know, that drive that has that makes them run to catch me. And that's
0: what I really, really like in one out of a dog. Yeah. You know, and that's something i have seen and talked with a lot of guys about is those head up running dogs. Yeah. It's cause they have that desire to catch, you know, they are right. not a dog that's going to stick its nose down unless it has to. And you know, that's the, the magic ticket is the one who knows like, Hey, I can't move it this fast got to focus i got to hunker down and just grub on this thing you yep. know where it's like but when they don't have to they're not wasting time and they're kicking it into gear and they're cutting miles off of a race you know when you oh, think about yeah. a dog that knows how to drift a track man they are cutting a lot of distance in a quick oh. amount of time yes they are yes they are and like i said but they got to have the brains to know that when they
1: when it falls apart they got to put their nose to the ground and work it out you know um and uh yeah yeah that those are you know i mean the big traits that i'm after and i mean again like almost any bear hunter you know i mean i gotta have dogs got some grit i'm not saying that they gotta be you know suicidal gritty um but uh yeah i want them to pull fur when they have to and put enough pressure to make them climb um yeah and uh, um and the other thing i mean as far as like like my dogs that i have now are all pretty similarly built i like dog that's pretty leggy and it's kind of one of the things i look for too. and uh they're kind of i guess you'd say like they're a thinner built dog and they're longer you know they're kind of narrow they're they uh you know, they, when you look at them, you're like, that dog looks like a dog on cross country runner over, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, right. Some of these dogs are coon dogs look like a linebacker. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know what right. you're uh, Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I really, I like that build. I mean, I like a male dog to be, you know, that 65, 70 pounds. I mean, I know it's not everybody's preferred, but this particular line dogs that I'm running right now and breeding, I mean, they really seem to hold up good.
0: And, uh, um, they're, and boy, they, they move. Is, do you think the legs are helping? I mean, cause a lot of swamps and, you know, environmental stuff. I know like I have a dog that she'll hang up every time we hit the blowdowns. She just does not have enough leg to clear them. So she's sure. up and down and up and down and up and down. And it, you get her in, you know, more open country or brush. It's like, boom, right back in it. But I would bet yep. back where you are; those long legs would come in real handy with all the swamp. Oh, man, they really
1: seem to. Yeah, all that swamp, and we get a lot of blowdowns. And I mean, in the our dog on woods are thick. You know, I yeah. mean they're awful thick, and uh, yeah, I mean they. It. I would say the legs definitely help. You know, I mean they can they can certainly move.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, they. And it's, you know, and I like a dog's got a good mouth. You know, they got, I like a hound that sounds like a hound. I like a hound yeah. that looks like a hound. <laughs> you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not crazy about the short ears and pointy nose, you know I mean? Which I know it doesn't, it doesn't equate at all in catch, game catching ability necessarily. But, I, you, you know, look at it. Every day. Yeah, all right. You know, I mean, and for the most part with that, with blue ticks, you're gonna have a dog that
0: looks like a hound. You're gonna have a dog that sounds like a hound.
1: Yeah.
0: And I and I like that. Well, what are these two young dogs you were talking about earlier? Then you said you had a couple of two year olds that were just cranking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're really doing good, man. I uh, um I got a male and a female named Pancho and Lefty. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah, 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 and they are they're really getting it. I mean that male um last year every bear that we ran during training season he was either there on the jump or jump solo and uh yeah yeah and then um that uh then the female idol she came into heat on me last summer so i had to lay her up for a few weeks but uh lefty but she's man she's she's a little she's smaller than the rest of my dogs. She's got the same build but <clears throat> she's only maybe I think she's about 42 to 44 pounds is what she goes right in that range and uh, she's just a little rocket just a rocket and she, they're both plenty gritty man they they've got they've got the scars now to prove it and uh, they they both rig really well. Um cold trail well they did well on cats um they're they were happened out of a cross when we had I mean, when we first started working with those pups and training those pups, I mean, um, my buddy and I we both kind of remarked it's like, man, this is like the naturals that you're looking for like we've had to do nothing to provoke these dogs. They've just got it and they want right. to do it and, uh, and are they, they littermates like then? Yep. They're litter mates and they've, they've yeah. really been a joy them. They're out of my dog. He's aging out now. I mean, he's eight years old, but he's been my lead dog. And, uh, then out of my hunting partners, one female and, uh, yeah, they're, and unfortunately she died so we can't even make the cross again. So what we got is what we got. Oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, you find a cross, it really works. That's all. Something always happens where you can't make it again. It seems like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least you got two halves there. I mean, to carry yeah. on. Yep.
1: Yeah, and th- these dogs actually that cross. So his female was half Cameron, um, so they've got a little Cameron blood in them, which is a little something different than what I've had. But uh, they, they've really, they're really nice dogs, man really nice dogs. I'm right on. I'm happy every day I go out there and feed them. I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) That's good. That's what you need, man. (laughs) Or why are we doing this? Yeah.
1: And they're great with the kids too. That's like, I mean, for me and, uh, I'm sure you're the same way having young kids. I got to have dogs that are just good with my family. And, uh, those two are you know, even though they're just two year olds, man, they boy, they just settle right down. They're just a real pleasure to be around. You can let them out in the yard and they're not going to take off on you. They stick around and want to be with you, want to be with the kids and wrestle
0: around. And it's nice. Right? They like being part of, you know, the family. That's one thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't own a blue tick on the place now. We just lost Henry and Ralph. You know, they are okay. old, but that is the one thing about them is our oldest son, Colin, you know, he had the chance to grow up with a bunch of those dogs at an age that he probably won't even remember much of when he's older, but I just, I never worried about them. I never worried about those dogs. Uh, They were just so good and they just wanted to be there, you know, whether they were curled up in the corner of the couch or they were just laying down in the yard, watching them play, you know, they were, they were always really good about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it certainly uh, it certainly makes it a lot nicer when they're like that, man. Like I mean, and that's I guess uh, that is another trait that I look for with the dogs is making sure that they can they have that capacity to. Yeah, I mean, because not every dog likes having little kids just maul them. (laughs) The livability factor. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's always a big factor around here. Can I live with you? And are you smart enough to turn off a bark collar? Oh, if you can it, figure out how to make that bark collar stop, you got a pretty good chance to stay. Right, right. Yeah. I got
1: one that, I mean, he's uh, he's dog he's got more, more grit than I want. But he is the difference during kill season, killing a rough bear or not. But my goodness, man, I think he lost had lost a little oxygen or something when he was coming through the the womb. I mean, because that dog will bark through a bark collar. I mean, unlike anything you've ever seen. (laughs) And he is nonstop. I put him in the truck. And from the moment the truck stops or starts from the moment he gets put down, he is just barking. I mean, he will just you can wear him out with DT fifteen, man, and he oh, just doesn't man. even care. He does not no. even care. <laughs> I it's, couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> oh, there's been plenty of days. There's been plenty of days where I it's, was sure that I, I was it's like that handy.
0: constant teeter-totter, right? It's like you do yeah. something good, so we're gonna add some weight here but you irritate me when you do this so we're gonna add some weight here and it's just this constant <laughs> back and forth <laughs>
1: oh yeah well i was
0: I was joking around with my
1: wife because i mean coming in to last weekend like i was dead set i was like i'm gonna get him in shape get him hard to where i can show him good and i'm gonna sell this dog before kill season and uh then we had a bear that was wanting to fight a bit on sunday and wouldn't climb and i got into where I could cut him under 500 yards and I cut him in there and he wasn't in there. For, I mean, maybe a minute. Next thing you know, everybody's showing treed. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you can look so for a lot for that. Yeah, exactly. So then I walk in there and it's like,
0: dog, God, you are <laughs> worth keeping, man. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, especially with two rock stars coming up. I mean like that's, Yeah, To have a dog there that knows how to handle a bear, too, I mean, I think that's the hard part with young dogs is they're either going to have respect for them or they're not. And if they have respect without ever having an encounter, like that's when you question the desire. You know, it's like you have no reason to back off right now. Are you being smart or are you being, you know, a little scared? But then you, you get those ones that are not afraid to go in and work a bear. I mean, that's what I say to people. You know, you just don't know until you see it. The difference in running a bear and working a bear, I mean, oh. totally, totally different. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I've seen lots of dogs can run a bear, you know. And, yep. something uh, yeah, something like that. Especially, yep. like I said, those young dogs, man. It's nice to have some backup and them. I mean, I'm assuming they're they're going to end up being the same way if they're already – Kicking butt it too you know it's oh yeah once they get yeah. a taste for it they don't really stray from it no no they definitely don't and I
1: mean they uh yeah yeah th- those dogs did really well I mean we knocked quite a few bears out for them in the fall and I mean so that always helps of course you know and uh yeah then then having things like that because they were both there at that tree with this dog and I mean having him go in there but and making them climb. I mean, it it definitely shows them. They learn a lot.
0: Yeah, they can learn a lot. Yeah. Now, were these were these the same young dogs that caught the porcupine?
1: No, nope, no, no. The the dogs got the porcupine. <laughs> Fortunately, I do not own. <laughs> and not saying that I don't nice. have. Yeah, not saying that I haven't pulled my fair share of quills, because I definitely have, but <laughs> no, there's, you know, some other members of the group, and uh, it wasn't terrible, you know, I mean, but, but they definitely, were definitely got quills some- pulled out of you. <laughs> no, no, and I've been there, you know,
0: <laughs> I think we all uh, have there. See, we don't have yeah. too many of them out here. I mean, we, oh, really? we do. There's some, I mean, I know like, so I shouldn't say we don't, you know, I'm in Southern Oregon. So we're a little different than like we're buddies hunting up there, but okay. we've got fishers and a lot oh, of them yeah. right here in Southern Oregon. There's like a pocket. They're doing a study right now. And so you know, that's kept a lot of them at bay. I mean, I think yeah. it really hurt our cat population too, but definitely wiped out a bunch of the porkies. Until we yeah. get over east, you know, I'll, I'll see some. Or if I go over to the coast, you get some of those big, you know, coastal old growth stuff. Sure. But, yeah, luckily, we don't have to deal with it. We just got skunks. I mean, that's like the <laughs> kryptonite, you know, because they're, <laughs> hey, you can't get that smell out. Oh, I mean, I no. used to have a guy that if I got a collar skunked, I just picked up the phone and I said, hey, I got another skunky collar. And he'd buy every one of them. Really? I stand smelling them. Oh yeah, you can't get it out when it turns your TT fifteen white. I oh mean, yeah, she's, she's that's ruined. direct hit, man. It's over. You are not going to scrub that out. Just call me up, buy a new battery case, swap it out, and you can save yourself <laughs> a bunch of hacking and gagging, and just save yourself the problems because it is nasty. Oh yeah, yeah. They they are wicked, man. They it's are like wicked. man. At least with a porcupine i think well it sucks for the dog i mean don't get oh yeah but it's not dragging me down with it (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm not having to sit there and gag my whole way (laughs) home yeah Yeah, and they they always seem to do i joke it's a blue tick thing i mean like sure historically i've always joked blue ticks and skunks i swear it's like they get one And they know they can get it. And then from that point on, they're going to get it. That's it. I mean, they will not pass one up. And I I remember I had dogs. I was just trying to break on them. And I could not break them. (laughs) To the point where they just walk off. You know, they they just do this nonchalant, just pull off the road, walk over the cut bank. And I'm thinking, don't you dare do it. I know what you're doing.
1: And then they'd right. turn around
0: and they'd hit the road and they'd start roading and you'd think you were fine for about 20 yards. And then it hit you and you'd watch spit fly. You know, they do that head <laughs> shake and those big jowls <laughs> are just flinging, you know, three foot of spit out of each side. Uh, and they're yeah. dyed green. And it was, oh my God. Uh, yeah. It's no quills, so I can't really complain.
1: <laughs> no, no, I know. Yeah, man, the are rough. I, I have an old female that I I always joked around that she actually liked the taste. Cause I mean she she wouldn't hardly walk by a skunk. <laughs> you
0: know, right. Thing, like they just you know? want it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is yeah. about them either, man. I don't but believe either. it or not, I know a person, and I'm not gonna say her name on this podcast, but she's gonna know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. Absolutely loves the smell of a dog when it's got skunked. Seriously? I mean will like say she, and I don't know if she's pulling my leg or not. I mean she's
1: quite oh.
0: BS or sometimes. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll bring him into bed. And I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know how you yeah, do that. You're
1: not right. You're not right.
0: Yeah. I know like, I'm no. not right,
1: anyways, but that's definitely not right. <laughs> Well, that means at least
0: your buddy got his train wreck out of the way for the year. Now you guys should have smooth sailing and get some dogs.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we're, uh, you know, we're good for many train wrecks. You know, I mean, we always, we always seem to get ourselves into a good pickle, man. And we've got just (laughs) mountains of stories that we can sit back and laugh on.
0: (laughs) Well, let's hear a good one, man. We're hitting the end of our time here today. Give me a good train wreck. Uh,
1: we were, uh, one that probably set us back uh, a good amount of time. We were in the UP and uh, we hunt the Western end and they do a lot of logging up there. I mean, and probably not as much as what you, like what you guys are used to, but, uh, it's, it's pretty heavy in the logging and, uh, we had a bear caught on the ground and, um, and it's, first or second week of October and so we're trying to figure out it was kind of a new area where we hadn't been trying to figure out how the best way to get into it well and I'm looking and showing on the map and shows this trail I'm like ah, odds are that sucker's long gone burned up you know and I pull up there and sure enough I mean it, the trail's there but there's so doggone many ferns and they're all brown at that point you know because we hadn't had a heavy frost yet so nothing's falling over but uh i uh so i start easing my truck up up it and this skitter trail i mean they'd you know been loading the trucks and everything on it too so it was wide enough that you couldn't really tell where the road was and if you were kind of off the road or whatever but I mean, you've bear hunted, you know how it goes when you're going into a catch or to a tree or trying to cut the dogs off. Yeah. You, we're not taking her easy. You know, we're hitting her at full <laughs> send, and I I have no idea what's in front of us. And, of course, either one of us have our seatbelts on that are in the truck. And we're whiz-banging through there, and we're, we're pretty deep at this point. And uh, all of a sudden, we come to a very abrupt stop and both of us bounce our heads off the windshield oh. everything that was in the back seat is now directly in the front seat with us <laughs> and uh <laughs> ch- chainsaw goes flying off dog bogs you know what i mean like the whole works and oh, so luckily God. like stopped. oh yeah yeah stopped i mean i'm talking now and uh so luckily my buddy that was following us he's uh, he gets up to us. I was like, hold on, man. <laughs> you know? no. We got to see what's going on. We came to a very abrupt stop. He's like, oh, I saw it. He's like, your dog box came up out of the back of the truck. Good six inches. You know? <laughs> and, oh, uh, man. Oh, yeah. And so we get out and I've got, uh, I am wedged on the cross member right on a stump. And uh, oh. so we're like, well no big deal you just get under there with the saw and cut it out and i mean i don't know if you've ever ran a chainsaw underneath your truck but that kind of puckers you up a little bit yeah, can't <laughs> <Yeah. say
0: that.
1: laughs> especially when i mean it's a seven and a half hour drive home from there and uh so it's like you don't want anything to go wrong so i start running the saw and I mean, this stump is just binding from the way of the truck. Of course, we were going downhill a little bit. And it's in, I mean, just oh working my. this thing to get it cut. And I finally, I think I got it. I got it cut through, I mean, several times. And so I pull out the we're beating on it. Cannot get this dang thing beat out? And uh, so we went and tried to hook up on it with a strap. And there, my buddy does pull me out and we start pulling on it. And if we were to do that, I mean, we hit it in such a way where I dented my skid plate and launched and landed on the crossmember. Well, if we were going to pull backwards, I mean, i am probably ripping my A-arms off, you know, underneath the truck. Yeah. And uh, so we go and we cut a big pop tree down and cut ramps out of it. And I mean, this whole thing. And now, of course, because I'm running my saw through the dirt and the mud and everything, trying to cut that doggone stump out. I mean it's like trying it's to like hack butter her knife. Freaking, exactly man. You got further with a spoon. And uh so we get ramps made and uh we get her yanked out of there. It get yeah, I mean get to where I can get out anyway and get enough clearance. And as soon as we got as soon as the weight got off of that doggone stump, the whole thing just fell apart. The whole I mean, like oh, it wasn't even there. Of course. <laughs> yeah so we we get her pulled out and uh so now we still got this dog to go into and we're hoping you know i mean that uh we're gonna yeah i mean the dog's still showing in the same spot and uh so we're gonna try a different way in well by the time we get around of course you know that was all over the whole thing fell apart you know i mean bear got away but Is what it is, but that was you know, it was a pretty good one. We wore some goose eggs for the rest of camp. I mean some big goose eggs too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was a good one. It was a good one.
0: It's stuff like that uh, that makes you wary of what you carry in your hunting truck and how oh. you pack it, because I'm really bad about just throwing crap in the back. And then you think about it and it's like I'm driving down the road one day and my buddy says, dude. I just hope that everything back there stays back there. Don't don't wreck <laughs> this thing. Cause you know, you got you know ammo cans full of gear. You know, we're packed up to the back window going on a hunt, and it's like, yeah, that could ruin your day real quick. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I
1: I am will one hundred percent tell you that I am very conscious of how I put stuff in the back now. After that.
0: <laughs> PSA for the week, people. Yeah, be careful exactly. how you pack your truck. <laughs>
1: yeah yep but yeah man we uh yeah we seem to get ourselves into some good pickles anyway i mean it's but that's what makes it part of the fun you know
0: yeah yeah that's what we tell ourselves after it (laughs) yeah 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 i think we're a little twisted (laughs) yeah we gotta have a screw loose to do this man (laughs) yep
1: yeah awesome
0: i hope you have a good rest of the season man stay in touch i know we get to chat every once in a while, but I really appreciate you coming on and keep the train racks to a minimum, man.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I I really appreciate you having me on here and uh yeah, we're going to We'll give her hell. We always do. So we got a lot of a lot of promises right this season. On. So
0: but yeah. Heck so. yeah. Well, thanks again, Elijah. Have a good one.
1: You too, Jason. Take care, man.